Let's put our hands together and welcome Pastor Sam. Come on, put your hands together. Give God praise today. You can do better than that. Come on, give God praise. Amen. You are in the presence of the Almighty God. And in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. In His presence, there is power. In His presence, there is joy, His love and peace. Would you put your hands together and let's celebrate the Lord today. Come on, let's do that. God bless you. Amen. You don't come to the presence of God and go back the same way as you came in. In fact, it is wrong for you to leave the presence of the Almighty God and uh, go and uh, say that you didn't enjoy it or nothing happened to you. Maybe you did not receive it. So when you come to his presence, you make sure you live with something. And even the worship right now has made something in your life that you can go out there and tell others about it. Come on, put your hands together. Let's celebrate him right now. Amen. Today, I want to share the word of God with you. And before I do that, I would like to remind you from the Holy Scriptures in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness that you and I will be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. So therefore, this day is an opportunity for you to be blessed by God. Today is a great opportunity for you to grow in Him. This is a day that when you've, since you've come to His presence, you've come to receive something that will bless your life forevermore and you will never be disappointed amen his word is clear to us today i would like to continue this series that i started a few weeks ago and it's about the life of faith the life of faith for the life that we ought to live the life that christ wants us to live the rest of our lives in fact paul says in galatians chapter 2 verse 20 he says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. For Christ lives in me. For the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God and the one who died for me and the one who loves me. And so this is the life that we ought to live. And last week, I didn't, I wasn't able to finish my part two. I would like to just go back quickly and just carry on with you. So it's part three now the life of faith. But I would like to remind you again from the scriptures in Romans 1.17 is that God's righteousness is being revealed in the gospel from faithfulness for faith. As it is written, the righteous person will live by faith. And it's from the CEB translation. The righteous person will live by faith. Last week also, we learned about one aspect, one definition of faith. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, in God's word, it says, faith assures us of things we expect and convinces us of the existence of things we cannot see. And I, I told you the first part of this series, I told you some aspects of faith and I said I'll be taking it one by one as we deal with it. And so we'll be looking at this aspect where faith is expecting from God without even seeing it. And here in God's word translation, it says faith expects the best from God, expect God 
to do something. Or things that we expect, it convinces us of the existence of things we cannot see. And so the life of faith is based on God's word that we expect, or the promise of God that we always expect. It also convinces us that the things that God has said or his promises are there, although we cannot see them, yet they are there for us and we ought to see, receive them. I also encourage you that this faith walk must be a daring, audacious faith. It means to be bold faith. And so we looked into the Bible and then we went to 2 Kings chapter 17 looking at the life of David. That is the life of David here. See, looking at the life of David, David, his life of faith where he expected the best from God. In fact, why should you expect the best from God? Because God gives the best. In fact, in James 1.17, it says every good thing that comes from God is good. Every good thing that comes from God, he is from the, from the Father of life. So every gift that comes from God is good. Amen. So God gives his best, I would say. God, in fact, in Psalm 32 verse 8, he says something. He says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. It means whenever God gives, whatever God gives is the best. He gives the best. He guides us along the best pathways, not mediocre pathways or mediocre stints. He gives us his best. So it's not, uh, don't try to be like you say you are humble. God gives his best. His eternal life is the best. Hallelujah. His life that is given to us is the best. Don't settle for anything less than what God has in store for you. So God delights in us. He wants us to live according to his word. In fact, it pleases, it gladdens his heart when his people are walking in his promises, believing him for everything. In fact, whatever you are going through, whether it's a hurt or whether it's a disappointment, whether it's a discouragement, you need the life of faith to overcome it. Whether it's good, it's bad, it's whatever it is, you need the life of faith. You need to be expecting the best from God. What is faith here? We describe it before here in this house. That faith is believing God that he is and he can. Trusting that he will do it and also acting on his promises or things that he, he instructs us to do. So faith is believing that God can, trusting he will, and we acting on what he says to us. Faith is believing that God can or he exists and trusting that he will do whatever he has said. And we acting on the promises that he has given to us. What is faith? Faith is believing that God can, trusting he will, acting and we acting on his instructions. What is faith again? Faith is believing that God is and he can. Trusting that he will and acting on his instructions in our lives. If you live your life like that, you will please God all the time and you will be a winner all the time. And that is what he wants us to do in every aspect of our lives. Come on, put your hands together if you're doing that. Every way of our lives, whatever we go through, Whatever we go through, you cannot heal yourself. God can heal you. Well, he, he can use you to heal yourself. You cannot overcome any circumstance except he helps you. The life that you have, 
is by his grace and by his mercies. Faith is the assurance, confidence assurance in the future. So we looked at the life of David. And here, looking at David's life, let's look at today about how David expected the best from God. He got it. And then I was looking at the three things that happens when we expect God to do the best in our lives or we walk by faith and expect God to do the best or expecting the best from God. Before I even go in that, I just want to remind you again, last week I told you about that faith grows and God has given us a measure of faith. And I, I read to you Romans chapter, this is chapter 12, verse number 3, that God has dealt with us a measure of faith. The measure of faith, that measure of faith for me is the faith of Christ. God has given us the measure of faith. All of us, when we came to believe in Lord Jesus Christ, we had the measure of faith, Christ faith. You can call it salvation, saving faith. You can call it whatever. But we all started from something that God gave to us, faith. But that faith must be built on. And so as you walk in life, that faith life must be, must be, must be experienced, must grow in you. So the more you believe in the word, the more you trust in him, the more you, 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 you act on his word, you'll be growing gradually. So there is, there's people who don't have faith. Some people who have little faith. Some people have great faith. In fact, he said to the centurion, I've never seen such a great faith. That was daring faith. I mean, we have faith in, in different levels. But some people, like David, had great faith. So we ought to learn from the life of David. So let's look at David's life. I don't want to go back that far, but David was sent by his father to the battleground. And I told you about a boy of 17 going to the battlefront. His brothers, Eliab, uh, Abinadab, and Shammah, they, they were the, 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 the biggest ones, the strongest ones. They were in the battlefront. David was just a shepherd boy was sent by his father to go there and give supplies to them. Who will go to the battlefront? Who will send his son to the battlefront to, to give food to the... You dare not go there in this day and age. But maybe it was a tradition, maybe it was a culture, but he sent his son to go there, 17 years old. And he said, if you want to go, give some cheese and some biscuits to the captain. You don't go near the captain. I mean, the, where the captains are in, in the front of war, it's called the zone that is very dangerous. So you don't just send people there. But he says, take it to the, take the supplies to the captain. You see, God orchestrated that David would be thrown into the arena of faith. Imagine if Jesse had not sent his son to the battlefront to take the supplies. David would not have been able to defeat the Goliath. It wouldn't have happened. God orchestrated that. Sometimes you'll be thrown into something. I'm not saying anything can come to you. Something, should, something bad should come to you. You, 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 you. Sometimes you may face a challenge and God wants to grow your faith and God, God is there to help you. Maybe it'll be a house rent that God will make you to overcome a house rent so that next time you give you your own mortgage for your one-bedroom flat. Then when, after you've done the one-bedroom flat, you get a three-bedroom house. Then you move down to make, give, give about more houses. It starts from somewhere. A time is going to come. House rent will not be a, a difficulty for you. A mortgage for one bedroom flat is not a difficulty for you. Believe, believe God for another house will not be a piece of cake. And all these things, they please God. And not just wealth. It's just anything. Forgiving somebody else. 
for just mentioning your name in a sentence. Some people just get offended when their name is mentioned. Not to say any bad thing. Just mention their name, they are offended. Will not talk to the person for three months. Cannot forgive this. You need faith to forgive people. Hello. If you can't forgive one person, you can't forgive anything else. It's, it's all kinds of things in the house, at home. Your life of faith. God wants to grow you up. Because as you are here, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. As a believer, you face challenges and temptations and trials in your life. But let me say something to you. God wants you to grow up in here so that your life will become a testimony to the whole world that will glorify his name. It's a life that we have to live. And so here, David went to the battlefront, left it actually at the gatekeeper there, and went to the battlefront there and, and saw this Goliath. He's a knife or taunting the people of Israel. And all of a sudden, the, the Bible says, if you read the Bible very well, it says the people of Israel froze the armies. His older brothers, Eliab, Abinadab, Shammah, Saul, he said, everybody just were, were afraid. Why they saw this man, this giant, and they realized they could not take this giant down. But David did not see the giant. He saw his God bigger than the giant. And he saw, he saw that this giant is so big, it's easy to hit. And so sometimes we see certain problems and we think we magnify the problems more than God. Listen, when you see a problem that is so big, remember, that prob problem is so easy considered to take down. Because the God that you serve is bigger than that problem. When you see your problem bigger than God, you have a problem. See God bigger than the problem. David saw God bigger than his problem. And he saw, because, you see, he says, this, this animal, this uncircumcised Philistine, people think he cannot be taken down. He says, look, it's too big for me to miss him. So he took his sling, rolled it. But he took five stones and used one. I'll tell you about the four later. Just swung it, let it. This is too big for you not to miss it. Don't miss him, I would say. The man was covered with everything except one place forehead, not covered. He was wearing a helmet. He was wearing, and somebody was holding his faith for him. Shield of faith was being held by somebody else. Some of you, your faith is in somebody else. You are going for a war, and your shield, somebody is holding your shield for you. In this walk of life, somebody is holding your shield for you. When the person is not around, your faith is gone. Who are you? What are you doing? Your faith must be in God himself. So he let the thing go. And hit that point that was let loose. If you let yourself go, you see you can be covered. Make sure you don't leave a room for the enemy to steal. If you let a crack in the house, the serpent will get in. I believe there was a place in, on his forehead that was not covered. When you are not covered and leave an empty place in your life, when you are, you say you are Christian, but there are some areas in your life that you not surrender to God, the enemy will hit you. That's just by the way. And then he went flat on his back. But let's hear what he said. The first thing, there are three things that we need to learn here quickly here. And we'll be going to other four things. So let me, three things. <laughs> Three things happen when you expect the best from God. Things that happen to you 
when you expect, you do things, when you walk by faith, three things happen. Number one, I said last week, and I, that's where I'm taking it off now. When you expect the best from God, it honors God. It honors God. Hebrews 11, 6 says, it says what? It says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must first believe that he is, and he's the reward of them that diligently seek him. You see, your faith walk will please him. In your walk of life, you must please him all the time. And it's very important, not just an area of your life, me and my house only, but for his kingdom. Let God use you. Put yourself in a place where you believe God for his kingdom. You believe in God for things in your life, believe in God for everything, but believe God for his kingdom, kingdom living. And here, he says something in verse number 46, David. David left his sheep to, the, uh, to another person and he went to the battlefront. He left the food with the gatekeeper and went to the battlefront and saw this Goliath taunting the people of Israel. And this is what he says. He says, this day, because the Philistine has come, the Goliath has come to represent the Philistines. Now, the Israelites didn't have any rep representative. David, 17-year-old, young ones, listen to me carefully here. Maybe you say that 17-year-old is uh, 54 years today. No, no, I'm not saying. Now, at the younger age now, you can believe God. You can believe God for your family, can believe God for your country. Amen. You can believe God for your school. You can believe God with, for your classmates. As a believer, all the ones, listen to me carefully. He said this. He said, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. He didn't say, he said the Lord will deliver. Praise God. So, first of all, he trusted in the Lord, not in himself. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistines army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world, listen to me, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Whenever God uses you to do something great in your life, walk by faith, it pleases God. It honors God. People around will see it and give glory to God. It has happened to me many times. And it will happen to you. I speak into your life today that as you live and walk by faith and believe God for greater things in your life, as you step out in faith, God will honor his name in your life. He will deliver you from the works of the enemy. He will uplift you and take you to a place of wonders that will glorify his name. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise today. Live your life by faith. It is not difficult at all. In fact, the life you're living now is by faith. <laughs> but then, go to the next level. And so, it honors God, not God. And I tell you something, that is what God expects from us. Number two, when you expect the best from God, it increases your ability. Whenever you walk by faith, step out by faith in anything in your life. God will give you a breakthrough and that breakthrough from there will increase your faith for you to do the more. I like what he said in verse number 35, 37 when he appeared before Saul. When he said that to them that he could take Goliath down, they took David to Saul, the king. And David and Saul wanted to give David his own armory to use. He said, I'm not used to this. But he says something. 
Because he had had an experience before on the field, on where he was working. In the arena of his work, faith was practiced. Faith was exhibited. When I was keeping my father's sheep, he says, when the bear came and the sheep came, he said, I went after they struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. If it attacked me, I took hold of its mane. If you see the lion, that thing there, that hairy thing is called mane. M-A-N-E, no bunny. No money as the footballer, but mane. M-A-N-E. I took hold of its mane, struck it, and killed it. I've killed lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has challenged the army of the living God. There was a cause. There was a reason. This, this Goliath came, taunted the people of Israel. This uncircumcised Philistine came and, and just taunting the people of Israel. He was defying the name of God. And he realized, I will not sit down. I will not sit down for anybody. to. I will not sit down for the work of God to go down. I will not sit down for anybody to insult my God. I will not sit down to see the kingdom of God falling apart. I will not sit down to see things happening here. Faith rose on the inside of him. And what happened, he looked back with the experiences. He says, when I was keeping my father's sheep, when the bear came, God helped me to deliver the bear from the sheep. Deliver the sheep from the bear. When the lions came, I tore them into pieces. He had an experience. He started from one. He went to two. Now, Goliath is the third one. Because he had overcome, because before, by the power of God, because he had stepped out in faith, because he had done the number one, and has done the number two. Now the number three, he looked back and said, the God who delivered me from the hands of the enemy, the God who delivered me from the hand of the lions and the best, the same God. If that does not do anything to you, then I don't know what's happening. That's why you don't have to allow yourself to go anyhow. Everything that occurs in your life, it's, 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 it's something that you have to take a step of faith, believe God, to overcome it. Because he has already made a way for you already. Don't put yourself there. And you see, sometimes we have a form of life, believing God, we have our own way of doing things. Sometimes we become wiser than God. Oh, wiser than God. He says here, then David added, the Lord was... Who saved me from the lion and the bear? Who saved me from this Philistine? Go, Saul told David, and may the Lord be with you. His faith had grown after killing the lion and the bear. So when he saw this uncircumcised Philistine was a piece of cake. Hallelujah. Today, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that your faith will grow. Amen. And as you walk by faith, as you had faith to come to this house today, to sit in this chair, that this chair will not give, give, give in, <laughs> and you sat in comfortably, <laughs> you will leave this place and go out there and believe God for your house rent, <laughs> for believe God for your mortgage, believe God for another thing, God will help you. Because, yes, you believe. I believe there's a chair. I, somebody made a chair. But do you trust that when you sit on that chair, you will not fall over? Yes then sit on it. So you're believing, you're trusting, you're acting on it. Makes you believe. That's faith. And so the same faith 
the simple faith. What, how you believe God, so for whatever, even to walk about. Believing God for the headache. God will help you when you have the ulcer. God forbid. Amen. The same God will help you to overcome. Amen. So our faith must grow, the life of faith. And so here, looking at it, your faith grows when, you know. Now, he took five stones because he knew Goliath had four other brothers, siblings. So when I killed Goliath, the four are for the five. <laughs> That's my own. <laughs> Some people see uh, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and uh, what else? Evangelist. I mean, I don't know about that one. But this is my small here. So your faith grows in these two areas. Write it down. Faith grows by hearing and understanding God's word. So every giant of faith is a life student of the word of God. Every giant of faith is a life student of the word of God. Every giant of faith, every giant of faith, every life of faith is a life student of the word of God. Listen to me. You grow in faith when you stay in the word of God continually. Because it's by faith, it's by the word of God that your faith can grow. By looking at the promises of God and dwelling in the presence of God. So the second, the first thing is that faith grows by hearing and by, by hearing the, and understanding the word of God. Uh, when you stop learning, your level of, level of faith drops. Stay in the word. Number two, faith grows when you're consistently trusting and obeying God and doing his word. So it's hearing his word and doing it. Say with me, hearing his word and doing it. Come on, come on. I know you have mask on. Say, hearing his word and doing it. Amen. And so now, first of all, when we expect the best from God, what happens? It honors God. Number two, when we expect the best from God, our faith, our ability grows. Number three, when we expect the best from God, it encourages others. In 1 Samuel 17, 51 to 52, he says, then David, after he had taken Goliath down, he said, then David ran over and pulled, pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned, ran, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel now and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all along the road from Shoriam as far as Gath and Ekron. Now that the enemy is gone, now you are running, you are happy. That's what some people are. Some people must have their faith to do it. And then you, you're happy. That's fine. But that is what it does. When you expect the best from God and God gives you a breakthrough, it encourages others, people around you. That's what happened. I gave you the testimony of getting this building. Many were encouraged. My own life, when I were believing God, my family, many were encouraged. When you stay in and trust in God continually, I tell you, it encourages others. That's what God wants us to do. That your faith in this house will encourage others. That your faith will encourage me. Amen. When you come and share your testimonies, it will encourage me. This pleases God. Now, quickly, and I have about four minutes, and I'll wrap up this. I want to give you um, how you can grow your faith. How, can, how you can take your Goliath down every day. 
So I'll give you five things we need to do every day to face any Goliath in our lives. Number one, number one. Every day as you wake up in the morning, tune in to God every morning. Tune in to God every morning. Talk to him. Command your day by prayer with God. Every life of faith must wake up in the morning and command his day by prayer with God. By prayer with God, your day can be commanded. Your day can be shepherded by God. Your day can be orchestrated by prayer with God. It is not by might, it's not by power, but I tell you, when you tune in to prayer, you are connected to the power of God that will give you access, give you breakthroughs, and will honor God. There are a lot of scriptures that I can, I can tell you now. I, I hope time will permit me today. David started his day with prayer. This David that we are talking about here, you know sometimes people wake up in the morning and say, good morning. Others says, good Lord, this, is, this morning, there's a difference. Good morning, Lord, are people who are, are believing God expecting. Good Lord, this is morning, that's there's trouble. Oh, like, good Lord, help me, Lord. They don't even know what to do. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, what do you say? Good morning, Lord. Lord, I give you praise. But let me give you some, take you through a journey. Many scriptures, I may take some few, write them down. Psalm 5.3. He says, in the morning, David speaking here, oh Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I'll prepare a prayer and a sacrifice for you and wait for you to speak to my heart. Psalm 5 verse 3. He says, in the morning, I will watch and wait. You'll hear my voice. I'll watch and wait for you to speak to my heart. Psalm 118 Verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I say this all the time. This is the day. There are promises in the word of God. So you use those promises in there to connect to God and tune into God. So tune into God is prayer every day. Some people will be rushing to the bus stop or rushing to their car, holding their toothbrush and their comb. They do makeups in the car. They don't have time to pray. If you pray at home and do your makeup at, in the car, that's fine. What time do you go to bed? After watching all the movies. After putting all these things in your mind. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, the song that you, you were listening last night, the night before you slept, the times it will be the one that will be ringing in your ears. It will be push, pa, push, push. It has happened to me before. Oh, it has happened to me before. I'm telling you, listen, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a bad music or whatever. You know, you know when you, it's like you watch a movie and you fall off to sleep, you wake up in the morning, it's in your mind. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Hey, man, what time do you go to bed? What time do you wake up? You're thinking of work? You're thinking of the family, children's school? Talk to God in the morning. Life of faith, tune into God. This is the day. That command, this is the day that the Lord has made. I say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah! That day is blessed by the Lord. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Psalm 103, verse 1. I, I say to myself all the time, these are scriptures. Bless the Lord. You think these are all familiar, simple scriptures? They work for me every day. 
They work for me every day. Me, I go for those uh, simple. I'm not going to go for, look for anybody in, in, in Zephaniah. Anything so, so prophetic. Or Habakkuk. I go to my Psalms. I go to my David. I go to my God. Bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That is my going out and my coming in. My body, my strength, my everything. Bless the Lord. Psalm 28 verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts. Psalm 143 verse 8. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. Isaiah 54 verse 17. In the Amplified Version, he says, No weapon that is formed against me will succeed. And every tongue that rises up against you, against me in judgment, you... You will condemn now. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me. God says so, says the Lord. Deuteronomy 28, 13. The Lord will make me, the Lord will make you the head, not the tail, if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top, never at the bottom. I speak this over me every day. Deuteronomy 28, 6. He says, you'll be blessed when you come in and blessed in when you go out. Lord, bless me as I go out. Bless me when I come in. Psalm 115 verse 14, you have to be quick. Psalm 115 verse 14, may the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your children. I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, flourish me today, me and my children, my family. Flourish me today, oh Lord. I command my day by prayer with God. Not by might, not by power. That's the faith life. Commanding your day in the word. Third John one, two. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. So physically, spiritually, I command my day, my body. In fact, I have this thing that I want to put in there. I have something I want to do with Dominion Center. Those of you who are watching us. I'm called, God gave me this way. It's called Dom Fit. Dominion Fit. I want to challenge you, and we'll start off the first of June, that every day you walk three kilometers. Make sure you've walked three kilometers every day. All of you, just walk about, if you can calculate. And then drink one liter of water. That's what I want to say to you bodily right now. We'll start off as a campaign from Dominion Center, June, July, August, and in three months. And I hope it will become a habit in your life. Just walk three kilometers every day, drink a bottle of water. You think this one is all in the Bible? Take it. It's got dumb fit. <laughs> Psalm 31, verse 7 and 8. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love. Because you have seen my affliction, you have known the distress of my soul. And you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Third John, when I've said that. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Psalm 15, uh, Romans 15, 13. Write it down. Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. I personalize these things. Lamentation 3, 22 to 23. 
The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I use this to pray all the time. Matthew 5, 16, it says in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Lord, let my light shine before men today. Father, let me be a salt in this world today. Let me go out there and people give glory to you. When I open my mouth to speak, people will see the light of God, you. When I open my mouth to speak, people will see that I'm the salt of this world. Father, make me an example in this community. Father, make me an example in Dominion Center. Father, make me an example wherever I I go, but make me an example at church, make me an example at school, wherever I go, let it shine, let it shine, I command my day, I command my day, Psalm 42.5, you feel hopeless because there's so much despair in the world, remember that you are in the world and not of the world, and so that's what I do, number one, quickly, and now, now let's go to number two here, I said one is what, tuning to God. Number two is as simple. In fact, think on God's promises throughout the day. And so, as you use these scriptures and other promises to pray, you'll be thinking on them. So, I stand in there thinking is just mulling over, thinking, speaking, you know, and speaking to yourself. You're thinking on them every day. Take the promise of God, think on them every day. The life of faith. Is a life student of the word and the promise of God. Psalm 119 verse 95. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind upon your promises. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, all the challenges, all the demonic powers, and all the things that are arrayed against you, you said, I will quietly keep my mind upon your promises. David said, I will quietly keep my mind upon your promises. So when you keep your mind on God's promises, you will be saved. Hallelujah! No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper, and no tongue that shall rise up against you, you shall condemn it in Jesus' mighty name. Keeping your mind on the promise of God. Number three. That's memorization. We'll get there, and they will take that later in full swing. Trust in God's love. Tune into God. It all starts with T. Tune with God. Number two, what did I say? Think on God's promises. Number three, what did I say? Trust in God's love. Psalm 42, verse 11. He says, why, I, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I'll put my hope in God. I'll praise him again, my Savior and my God. Why am I discouraged? Oh, say to yourself, why am I so sad? Oh, why am I so sad? Why am I so discouraged? Oh, my God. God loves me. I put my faith in him. Hallelujah. And I will not be disappointed. There's nobody who can do you good except God. So whatever you're going through, just your mind go back and say that, I'll trust in God. So, let's go to the next one. Trust in God's word, love. Number four, talk with other believers. Talk with other believers. Psalm 119, verse 63, from the Message Bible. Very important. You need to talk to God every day. There are VDPs and there are VIPs. There are VDPs, uh, people who are called very, very draining people. And the VIPs are very inspirational people. You know people that have been around you, very inspirational people. 
There are people when you start talking to them, problems come. I'm not saying they should not tell you their problems. I tell you, it will be problems, problems. But by the time you finish, you are drained. There are some people, the problems are there. But when you start talking to them, they inspire you. You need that inspiration. If you're going to go through life all the time and go through this draining thing, you will die before your time. But say what? God forbid. I say what? God forbid. But gather around you inspirational people around you. And so, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves as we see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. That's why you come to church. That's why you cannot watch church. Those of you who are there, you don't watch church. You get involved in church. You participate in church. Church is not for you to watch. Church is for you to fellowship. So, it's good that technology has come now that you can stay at home now because of COVID. Don't stay at home. Amen. Being here is healing to you. Amen. So people say, I watch it. You watch church, you'll be watched by the Holy Spirit. Just watching you. Number five. The last T. Turn out your gift. Let me say this. You know what? David killed Goliath by the grace and the gift that was upon his life. And so yet yeah, it was by faith, first of all, but by the skillfulness of David. The, David was a skillful hunter, skillful, skillful with a sling. I'm telling you, to, to get that sling, to actually hit the forehead of Goliath at that time, you must be skillful. So it's not just by praying and by, just say by faith. Is by your skillfulness. So David had developed himself skillfully. So if you're a singer, it's not just that we sing and then we go in the house. Your skills, God will use your skills by faith to bless others and they'll give glory to God. Amen. So you wake up in the morning, tune into God. Number two, what is it? Think on his promises. Number three, what is this? Trust in God's life, number four. Talk to others around you, number five. Turn out your gift. May God bless you and keep you. May His kindness shine upon you and give you breakthrough. If you really want to walk with God and walk by faith, to kill your Goliath every day in your life, these five things, don't leave any one of them. Amen? Prayer, meditation on God's word, trusting in His love, Number four, talk to others. Friends, number five, let your gift, practice your gift every day. God bless you. And I love you very much. Amen. I pray that this word will do you good. Father, let's pray. Father, we give you praise and glory for your faithfulness. I thank you for your word to our hearts today. I pray, my God, that you do as good with your word. The life of faith that we are learning, it's not just living in a house, but it comes with your word that we declare and your word that we live by. Let your word today to our hearts do us good and make us better citizens of your kingdom. I pray right now if there's anybody amongst us who is not well, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I say by the stripes of Jesus Christ, they are made every bit whole. Thank you, Father, for your healing power.
In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.